0: (laughs) I was trying to do the same pose as what you saw in my thumbnail. I hope I didn't scare any of you. Uh, Hello and welcome to this English lesson uh, where you get to ask me questions and I try my best uh, to answer them. Uh, Again, I hope I didn't scare you. Um, I was trying to do the same pose as I did in my thumbnail uh, and not move uh, and then kind of... (laughs) To do the me, same thing. I'm just sorry. I don't I mean to laugh so much. Hope. Anyways, the audio is working. You're here. I'm here. Let's get started. I'm Bob the Canadian. This is an English question and answer lesson. Uh, you can ask questions by using the form. There will be a link that Todd and Dave will put in the chat. Please use the form, (laughs) sorry. I see in the chat people saying you scared me. So sorry about that. (laughs) I thought it would be funny if I did that. So anyways, yes, Um, please, if you have questions about the English language, there is a link that you can click on and fill out the form to ask that question. Uh, I just wanna say hi uh, to all the people here who are members. I just wanna try something for a sec uh, to see if something is working. Um, but welcome to all of those who are members and thank you for being here. Um, If you are new here, don't forget to click the subscribe button and everyone can give you a thumbs up if this lesson helps you learn a bit more English. Anyways, thanks for being here. I think we should get started. Um, One last thing, please remember, use the chat for English only and to have conversations with each other. So thank you very much. Uh, I just wanna check one more thing uh, to see if something is working. Um, I set something new up, but I don't think it's working for me because apparently I don't know how to set things up sometimes. Anyways, the first question is from Ruslan. The questions are flowing in really fast. Uh, Ruslan says, um... Hello, Teacher Bob. Best wishes from Russia. Thank you, Ruslan. Um, how should I say this correctly? I have just finished a hard day's work or I have just finished a hard... So the first one, I have just finished a hard day's work. Okay, that would be the best way to say it. You could just say, oh, I just worked hard all day. I just finished a really hard day's work. Those would both be great ways to say that. Um, Clean. Let's see, is the next question talking about alcohol. McLean says, hi, teacher. What does it mean in terms of, and what is the difference? Oh, in terms of. So in terms of is just a way to relate one fact to another. Um, So when you say that, um, you know, in terms of how this lesson is going, I think it's going pretty well. So it's kind of like an introductory phrase. Your second question is about the difference between drunk and pissed. So they mean the same thing. Drunk is a more... Normal word that you would hear in English pissed is a little more slang So if someone drinks too much alcohol, we sometimes say they are pissed. It's it's more. It's definitely very informal and it's definitely slang Uh, Next question Uh, is from Vitaly. Vitaly Smirnoff says, hello, teacher Bob. Hello, Vitaly. How are you doing there? Have you begun doing anything you would like to start before quarantine, but hadn't had time for? So I am definitely reading more. So last week I read a book um, and the book was called Salvation. It was a science fiction book by Peter F. Hamilton. Um, It was a pretty good book. And I've been watching a few more British television shows. So um, I've definitely been enjoying uh, some of the time um, that I have being at home Uh, let's see next question is from Daniel from Czech uh, let me get that posted. Daniel from Czech says, Dear Teacher Bob, I do not have any question. <laughs> Just want to ver- to thank you very much for all you do for us here. Much appreciated, Dan. You are very, very welcome. Um, so Mr. Hyde, I see you asking a question in the chat. Please make sure you use the form to ask the question. That is the best way to ask a question. Alina says, Hi, Teacher Bob. Hi, Alina. Could you please tell me how you how you call a paper with information about the drug which you can find in the package of the drug. Thanks. So when you buy drugs or when you get drugs and you open it, there is usually the bottle and then there are just instructions. Okay, we would just call them the instructions um, and it tells you um, how to take the drug, when to take the drug, drug, etc. Something slightly different is something called a prescription. A prescription is something the doctor writes so that you can go to the pharmacy or drugstore to get your medication or your drugs. Um, So yes, that would be, I think we would just call it the instructions uh, for those drugs. Um, Let's see here. Um, Next question is from Sam. Hi, Sam. Sam says, Hi, Teacher Bob, it's Sam from Taiwan. Uh, It seems you are a person with a very nice temper. I'm wondering, when did you get angry last time and what happened? So I will tell you a little secret. (laughs) I have a lot of patience for my students. I very rarely get angry with my students. Um, In fact, I almost never get angry with my students. I do, however, get annoyed with people my age who don't work hard so i won't tell you when the last time i got angry but i generally get angry with adults who don't do the work they are supposed to do but i very rarely get angry at students um let's see here i do get angry at my children sometimes though so i would say probably the last time i got angry was when My kids uh, were home all day and Jen and I were gone. And when we came home, there were piles of dishes on the counter that weren't washed. That's probably the last time I got angry. Um, Shala says, hi, Bob. Could you please tell me what does dramatic mean? Thank you so much. You are the best. I am not a very dramatic person. There are people who, when they hear good news or when they hear bad news, they, they're, they're very emotional. So they laugh, they cry, they are very emotional. We would say that that person is very dramatic, okay? If you tell me sad news and I just say, okay, that would be very undramatic. But if you tell me sad news and I cry and wail and I'm just, I, I'm just super emotional, we would say that I am being dramatic. Um, I'm not a very dramatic person usually, although Jen might disagree with me on that one. Let's see here. Um, we says, good morning, teacher Bob, good morning Wei. Um, can you explain why I said, can I get the bill, please, when I go to the Western restaurant to eat? So when you are in a restaurant in Canada or in the United States, when you are done eating, you can say, hey, could we get the bill, please? Um, and that basically means you want the piece of paper that tells you how much money you owe. So um, that's basically, that's what I would say. Could we get, sometimes you say, could we get the check please? But it's probably more common to say, could we get the bill? Um, Or to say, well, we're all done here. We don't need dessert. (laughs) Could we get the bill please? That would be a pretty common thing for me to say in a restaurant. Um, Because I don't usually eat dessert when I'm in a restaurant Uh, Sufyan from Thailand. What is the difference? So a little correction there. What is the difference between toilet and lavatory? so The toilet is the actual thing that you have in the bathroom that you use when you have to go to the bathroom. But some people do refer to the room as the toilet. Like I have to go to the toilet. Um, In Canada, we call it a bathroom or a washroom. uh, And lavatory is not a very common word anymore. But the lavatory... um, Maybe in Britain, they use that word a bit more, but we don't, uh, we don't often use the word lavatory. So, hey, I'm just going to pause for a sec to once again, say, uh, make sure you're using the chat for conversations between each other. If you have questions, please use the form that Todd and Dave link occasionally. Thank you very much for that. Uh, And then just, uh, I'm going to check out my little command again to see if it works. Thank you again to the people whose names are in green uh, in the chat. These are people who um, have decided to support my channel by becoming a member. And you can see I just put a link uh, in the chat where if you are interested in joining and helping to support my channel, you can click that link or the join button below to do that. Let's go to the next question. Let's see. Um, On has a question, On Trung. Hi, Bob, I would like to ask What is a heart attack and what are the names of your kids? So I will tell you, first of all, a heart attack is when your heart stops beating for a bit or your heart um, can't keep up with the amount of blood it needs to pump. And so you are not getting good blood flow in your body. I have not had a heart attack. I have had heart surgery, so um, definitely a heart attack is something very painful. People get pain in their chest and then they need to call the ambulance. Um, What are the names of my children? So I have decided that I do not say the names of my children until they're old enough. My oldest son's name is Lucas. Uh, and as the younger four get older, and once they're old enough, I will tell you their names as well. Um, but for now, that's just something I consider private information. Uh, Reds from Morocco as the next question. And it is, hello, Bob. Why does Canada make the immigration so difficult for those who want to move to Canada? I would actually disagree. Canada has a fairly formal but fairly open immigration policy. So um, it might seem difficult for you, but if you are someone who speaks English or French, if you speak French, it's very easy to move to Canada. Um, So I'm not sure why you're having difficulties. Hopefully um, you can figure out why uh, and hopefully you can solve that. Again, we do have, I think, limits on how many people can immigrate to Canada, Um, but uh, it shouldn't be overly difficult. It does take a very long time though. That might be what you mean by difficult. Uh, Alice says, do you have some tips to improve speaking skills? So yes, uh, my tip would be speak out loud as much as you can, even when you're by yourself. Watch videos on YouTube or watch television shows and then repeat what the person is saying. So shadow the person who is speaking. Uh, And then if you can afford it, I highly recommend that you hire someone uh, who you can meet via FaceTime or Skype that you can have an an English conversation with. So there is a link below to a website and app called Preply. That is one very handy place if you have money where you can pay someone to help you uh, with your English. Let's see here. Uh, Let's see here. Mary the Iranian says, hi, teacher Bob. I hope you have a great time today. Please answer this personal question, how to thrive in the age of uncertainty. So first of all, let me explain the word thrive. When you thrive, it means that you are healthy, that you are doing well, that you are enjoying life. Um, And and an age of uncertainty would be right now, where we don't know when COVID-19 is going to be is going to be gone uh, and when life can go back to normal. So my number one recommendation, my two recommendations are number one, um, just take it one day at a time. Don't think too far in the future. And number two, develop a daily routine, especially from Monday to Friday. Make sure that you have a routine where you get up on time, where you get dressed, where you eat regularly, and where you exercise and do things every day. Um, So that's what I would suggest, those two things in an age of uncertainty. Let me clean up my questions here, and I will get to the next one. It's from Fabio from Italy. Fabio says, hi Bob, could you explain the difference between pay off, pay down and pay up? Thanks a lot. So I can pay off a loan. I can um, pay down a loan. Um, Basically it means to put money. If you pay off a loan, uh, it means that you pay every month. It can also mean uh, that you have finished the loan. So you've paid off the loan and you're done with it. Uh, Let me just scroll back for the next question. Um, You can, and pay down would be the same. Pay up is what you say when someone owes you money. So if I give you $10 and say, I need this $10 back in one week, then in one week I can come to you and say, pay up, I need my money back, okay? Hopefully that made some sense. Uh, That was not the best explanation uh, at all. But anyways, Diana says, hi, Bob. Hi, Diana. How are you? Can you explain the difference between to me and for me. Thanks a lot. So that is uh, a lot of explaining. Uh, When you say that someone gives something to me, like if you had this little car, which I still have here from yesterday's lesson. um, If you have this car, you can give it to me. Okay. That means you have it when you give it to me. Now I have it. But if you went to a gift shop and you bought this car for me, It means that you thought about me, you thought I would like this car, and so you bought it for me. So that's just a quick couple of examples of how to use to me and how to use for me. Um, Let's see here, Nathan GR, who has a new name on YouTube right now. Nathan GR says, Hey teacher Bob, how's it going? Uh, Is there any more informal word instead of the word recalcitrant? Thank you. Um, So recalcitrant, is not used very regularly having an obstinately uncooperative attitude toward authority or discipline there you go that's the official definition of recalcitrant we would just say stubborn or we would say rebellious Um, those would be the two words that we would use maybe at the same time we would say you know your son who's a teenager is very stubborn and rebellious Um, or maybe we would say that they have a problem with authority when you say you have a problem with authority, it means that you are always, um, you're not listening to the people who are in charge of you. Um, next question is from Hawa. Do I, oh, how do? Hi, teacher Bob. Hi, how are you? How are you doing? I hope, well. I hope well. Can you explain when you use the word busted or when you say the word busted? Thanks. So when something is busted, there's, I'm going to give you two definitions of busted. If this remote control didn't work, I would say that it's busted. Okay. It's like, ah, this doesn't work. It's busted. Um, If you commit a crime and the police catch you, we would say that you are busted. Okay. So that's two different definitions of the word busted. If something is broken, we say it's busted. Um, So we actually have um, an appliance in the kitchen that is busted right now. That doesn't work. Um, And if you are you know, stealing something and the police catch you, we say that the police busted you or we say that you are busted. So there you go. Two definitions of the word busted. Um, Mahdi as the next question. Mahdi uh, Al-Shamar says, hey, teacher. Hey. I heard new idioms maybe turn into a pumpkin soon. What does it mean? So we don't use the idiom to turn into a pumpkin soon very often, uh, but it comes from, um, I have to get this right. Is it, (laughs) I'm gonna give this one to Todd and Dave. Todd and Dave, can you look up um, what nursery rhyme uh, the the phrase to turn into a pumpkin soon comes from? I wanna say Cinderella, but I'm I'm not that familiar with nursery rhymes. So Um, uh, anyways, Vitaly says, he was playing GTA. So yes, when you're playing Grand Theft Auto, you probably get busted um, because that's a game where you steal things. Uh, Bernadette from Belgium. Uh, let's see. Um, has the question. Hi, Bernadette, by the way. Welcome. Uh, are you from the French-speaking or Dutch-speaking part of Belgium? I'd be curious. I think I might have asked you that already in another live stream. Anyways, which of the following is most frequently used? To be attracted to or to or be attracted by? Thank you for your answer. So when you are attracted to someone, it means that you find them very beautiful. So if I say that I am attracted to Jen, it means that I find her very beautiful. But if I was to say that I am attracted by flowers, I'm speaking about a whole bunch of things, so not just one flower. I could say I am attracted to roses, but I could say I am attracted by flowers. They have very similar meanings, and they can be used in place of each other, but that would be a good thing to go by. Use attracted to, if you are talking about one person or thing and use attracted by when you're talking about more than one. Again, that's not a perfect answer. Um, uh, Todd says, uh, it seems to be related with Cinderella or something of the sort. (laughs) Todd's English is not perfect. Hey, uh, Todd needs to improve his English there a little bit. So it is related to the story of Cinderella. So um, in that, uh, the carriage that Cinderella rides in, um, they use magic to turn a pumpkin into a carriage that is pulled by horses. And then at a certain time, the carriage turns back into a pumpkin. You should look up the story of Cinderella. That would, uh, that would help you a lot. I think I got that one right. I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Um, uh, let's see here. Uh, Abel Enrique has the next question. Let me get that pasted. Um, let's see here. Um, let's see. Um... Hi, Bob. I'm glad to see you from Venezuela. My question is, when should I use what, which, that, and then? Thank you very much for everything. So that is really tricky. I made a video once called um, Rules Native English Speakers Break. If you watch that video, I talk about the use of which and uh, what. Okay, I can't explain it really good here, but I would search for that video and you will find it. And hopefully that helps you. Um to understand that because it is tricky. Um, Pavel says, hi, Bob, I have two questions today. How to say correctly, a deal of wood was burnt. We would actually say a great deal of wood was burnt. Your sentence is somewhat incorrect. When we say a great deal of wood was burnt, we mean a whole lot of wood was burnt. If I say I drink a great deal of coffee during a live stream, uh, this is actually tea. Um, That's how we would say that. And then A great deal of wood. So the first sentence and the way I said it is correct. A great deal of wood was burnt. That is the correct way uh, to say that, Pavel. Let's see here. Sherry says, hi Sherry. Hello teacher, how can I improve my writing? Thanks in advance for your time and effort. So a couple ways to improve your writing. One is uh, to uh, leave comments on videos. Uh, on YouTube. Second way is if you can find someone that you can write with back and forth, that is very, very helpful. Um, And then I just thought of a third one. I schedule this live stream earlier in the day and people actually use the chat to practice their English writing a little bit. People have little conversations um, and that's how Uh, they practice their writing a little bit. So uh, Han Turk Culture says, I was wondering what Bob the teacher is drinking. Yeah, so this is my mug uh, that I use from Miroslav uh, and it's full of tea. Uh, I'm drinking orange pico tea with honey and I put a little bit of almond milk in it this morning as well. Uh, And then I also have a glass of water here. So now you know um hey i'm gonna pause and just say uh thanks for being here uh we're gonna keep going for quite a while if you are new here don't forget to click that red subscribe button thumbs ups are always awesome and i do want to thank all of you whose names are in green who are members uh thank you very much for being a member of this channel and supporting me in the work i do uh there is a link in the chat if you are interested in becoming a member but let's get back to the lesson. That's my little commercial, my little advertisement for Bob the Canadian. Um, But anyways, thanks for being here. Um, I love it, this is lots of fun. Uh, Next question. Um, Let's see, Paul, I understand at and from, but have problems with on and in. Not all the times, but some are very tricky. How you guys learn that in school? We learn it through uh, usage and from hearing it. So you're having trouble with on and in, Um, Probably because we say things like, there is tea in the mug, this mug is on my hand, Uh, but then we also say this mug is in my hand. So one of the problems with on and in uh, is that we sometimes use them in the same way, right? So this remote control is on my hand right now, but it's also in my hand. So I think it just is important uh, that you listen to as much English as possible from native English speakers and watch a lot of videos on prepositions. That will be quite helpful. Um, Let's see. Next question is from Halim from Indonesia. Hi, Bob. You look so fresh with a new haircut. Thank you very much. Um, Please explain a little bit about gerund and how to use it. So any verb that ends in ing, we would call a gerund. I'm not going to explain that here. Um, but it would be good uh, if you just looked for a video on gerunds. Um, so it's derived from a verb. So um, I, again, I don't want to get into a detailed explanation because I will get it wrong. So a gerund is a noun form of a verb that functions as an, sorry, the form of a verb that functions as a noun. Um, so if I say, "Do you mind my asking you?" that would be a gerund. So again, too hard for me to describe it on the fly in a live lesson, but there are many lessons on YouTube that will teach you how to use gerunds uh, properly. Nori has the next question. Uh, Let's see here. Um, Hi, Teacher Bob. I left out one question yesterday. Are the traffic signals or signs bilingual in Canada? I mean the text part of them. Are they in English and French as well? It depends on where you are. Close to me, there is a town that has a lot of French-speaking people in it. And in that part of town, the languages are either just French or French and English. So um, in my part of Ontario, the signs are all in English, but if you go to some of the larger cities where there is a large French-speaking population, they will be in both languages um, for sure. Um, Let's see here. I'll give you the correct pronunciation. So Delisa from Puerto Rico, the use of neither or either uh, and the correct pronunciation. So I say neither and neither and either and either. I actually use all those those two pronunciations. Um, hey, Sagar Sherlock, please don't spam the chat. By the way, spam the chat means when you post the same thing over and over again. So anyways, uh, Dave took care of that. Thanks, Dave, very much. Um, So, um, I can drink either tea or water right now. Okay. I I can drink either tea or water. I can drink either tea or water. We use both pronunciations, um, but neither and neither is a little different. Um, I usually use sentences like, um, neither my brother nor I drink coffee. That's not true, but it is a good example sentence. So, uh, let me get to the next question. Uh, let's see here. Um... I'm not sure I can answer this one. Let's just let me take a drink either. So Israel says, Hi, Teacher Bob. How are you? I'm good. Um, What does streaming onboarding mean? Thanks a lot. So streaming is what I'm doing right now. I am streaming a lesson. When you watch Netflix, you are streaming the video. There's probably other definitions for streaming. Uh, Onboarding is simply when you uh, bring someone on board. So like my company could be onboarding a lot of new people right now. It means they are hiring people. I would look that one up though. In fact, I might be giving you different definitions than you were expecting for both of those. But anyways, let's see here. Pedro says, hello, teacher Bob. Do you have a favorite English book? (laughs) I really like The Martian by Andy Weir. I think I mention that every time someone asks if I have a favorite book. Um, It's just a fun book. It's about a guy who flies to the planet Mars and then all of the other people on his crew, all the other astronauts leave (laughs) because, uh, there's a big storm I don't want to tell you too much and then he gets stuck there and he has to try and survive so um, that is my favorite book by far I read it every five or six years I read it again uh, and I also watch the movie uh, again it's a great book for learning English by the way Uh, let's see next question is from LK hello he should have taken his own life in this way is a mystery for us Um, He should have, I don't, should have, okay. So I would say that sentence this way. Why he would have taken his own life in this way is a mystery to us. Okay, so I made a few corrections there. Let me say it again. Why he would have taken his own life in this way is a mystery to us. So that's a, a couple, just read that over a few times and note my changes, but that's how I would say, uh, that's how I would definitely say that. Um, Let's see here. Uh, Bir Singh says, hello, the great teacher, Bob. I don't know if I'm great, (laughs) but I'm definitely teacher Bob. Your videos are really helping out, are helping me a lot. My question is, what is the correct statement? I take classes or I give classes to students? So I give classes, okay? Students take classes from me. I give classes. That's how we would say it. Uh, Let's see here. Um, Let's see. Um, Next question. Notice I say let's see a lot. It's a very common English expression. Um, Next question is from Daniel. Daniel Camargo, Hey Bob, I watched your video about amusement parks. It's really cool. I've been to Canada's Wonderland a few years ago. It's amazing. Did you go on any of the ro- those roller coasters? So I did a video, Let's Learn English at the Amusement Park. If you search on YouTube, you will find it. Um, and in that uh, video, I was at Canada's Wonderland uh, where they have roller coasters and all different rides. I did not go on a roller coaster. When I go on roller coasters, it makes my head feel funny. Uh, So I don't do that uh, anymore. Uh, I used to love roller coasters, but I think I'm too old now to go on roller coasters. Um, So that's too bad. But yes, if you search for learn English at the amusement park, you will find that video. Me walking around Canada's Wonderland teaching a little bit of English. Let's see here. Alexander, hello, teacher Bob. how do you call what do you call the electric unit in the kitchen which absorbs steam and substances when you are cooking? range hood or fan hood? We call it the fan, or we call it the range hood. Uh, that would all be uh, totally popular uh, in English. So mostly though, we just call it the kitchen fan. Um, but certainly we would call it a hood as well. And what he's talking about is above where you cook there is a big box that air can go in and at the top there's a fan that takes the air outside. So when you're cooking in the house, all of that goes outside. Mr. Hyde has the next question. Mr. Hyde says, Hi Bob, what's the pronunciation of drawer and iron? So listen to how I say that. When I go to my room, I open my drawer when I need to get clothes out, okay? I have a chest of drawers and I can open a drawer drawer to get things out Um, the second one is iron so an iron is something when your clothes are wrinkly you iron them don't iron your hand you'll get burnt Um, but you iron your clothes okay sometimes people say iron like they iron their clothes that is the the probably more formal pronunciation but i say iron iron so i sometimes my shirts are wrinkly so i iron my shirts those are tricky words i think for people who are learning English, um, definitely. Um, let's see. Um, Solange. <laughs> Solange. Hi, Bob. No, I'm not the famous one from Quebec. That's great. Thank you for answering that. Uh, is it correct? I will be glad to give you more explanation during an interview. Yes. Yeah, so um, there's a person from Quebec named Solange. She has a YouTube channel, a French YouTube channel. She's pretty funny. Um, and then, is it correct? I will be glad to give you more explanation during an interview. I would probably say this, I will be glad to give you more information during an interview, Uh, or just, I will be glad to give you more information in an interview. All of those would work. Let's see here. Um, Next question. (laughs) happy puppy from Ukraine. Good morning, teacher. I like your videos and wish all the best for you and your family. Have a great day. and Don't be upset. Thank you very much for that. That's awesome. I will take that as a compliment. Very, very cool. Um, let's see next one. Lily from Vietnam. Lily from Vietnam says, how do you use must and have to, could you please give some examples for each word? So, um, when my throat gets sore, I must drink some tea when my throat gets sore i have to drink some tea so those are basically the same okay um so when you have to do something or you must do something it is the same thing in order to turn my light on i have to use this control in order to turn my light on and off i must use this control so i can say i have to use it or i must use it by the way this is me in the dark and this is me with the light on Next question, um, next question is about SpongeBob, um, says, Ario, Mr. Bob, I just want to tell you that Mr. Steven was, has passed away. So he has died. He is the creator of SpongeBob, which is a cartoon that many English speaking kids watch. Rest in peace, rest in peace. Make sure you say peace, Mr. Steven. He passed away in 2018. So that was a while ago. Um. Uh, But yes, SpongeBob is, my kids thought it was a pretty funny cartoon. I thought it was a little off color once in a while. That means I wasn't sure about it. Uh, Next question is from Alex He. Hi, Bob. Could you please tell me the difference between come off and get off? I heard the news about a person come off a ventilator. I wonder, can I use get off instead? So if you have COVID-19 and you go to the hospital, they might put you on a ventilator. And when you don't need it anymore, you would come off the ventilator. If I talk about it though, if I was on a ventilator, I would say, I can't wait to get off this ventilator. So notice the difference there. If I am a doctor, I would put a person on the ventilator and I would take a person off the ventilator or they would come off the ventilator, the person themselves could say, I want to get off this ventilator. So little subtle differences there in how you use those, uh, how you would describe that situation. Uh, Hopefully that made some sense. Uh, Homar has the next question. Uh, Homar says, hi, teacher Bob, I wanna ask you the difference between cute and adorable. They are the same. So small puppies like baby dogs are very cute. They are very adorable. Um, Baby kittens, or sorry, baby cats are called kittens, and kittens are very cute. They are very adorable. You can use those words interchangeably, okay? Very much uh, you can use those words interchangeably. Ben from, um, let's see here. Ben from Poland has the next question. Hi, Bob. What does the phrase just things mean? For example, just Canada things. Do you use something like that? Um, So you would say things like, um, um, I'm trying to think of an example. Uh, Like you could say that a store, um, what do they sell? Just electronic things. What does that store sell? Just food items. Uh, What does that store sell? Um, That store sells, you know, just fans. So I I think I'm answering your question, but we definitely uh, do say things like that with the word just for sure. Brent, uh, this is Learn English, uh, sorry, Learn American English with this guy. That is Brent. He has the next question. Um, how do your children stay busy during quarantine? Does it help for them to have a large farm on which to play? So, a couple things, Brent. Um, we do live on a large property, so that is very nice. The kids can go out to play. We also have a ping pong table in our barn, and we have a basketball hoop on the side of the barn. So, when the weather's nice, they can shoot hoops. That's a great English phrase, isn't it? Uh, In English, when you go out and you play basketball, we say that you are shooting hoops. Um, And if it's raining, they can go and they can go in the barn and play ping pong. So ping pong is table tennis, Um, it has two names. Um, Let's see, Um, let's go to the next question. So great question, Uh, Brent. Eli has the next question. I don't know the answer to this one, Eli. So Eli's question is: Hi, teacher Bob. How are you doing? What does "break your duck" mean? It feels great to be here again. Best wishes from Brazil. Thank you so much. So first of all, you're welcome. And second of all, I am not familiar with the phrase "break your duck." I have never heard that phrase at all. Um, when you break the bank, though, that means that you are out of money. Um, but uh, yeah. Um, I have not heard that phrase uh, before. Hey, a little earlier uh, than normal, uh, I'm going to switch the chat to members only just for a little bit. So you will see chat change in a moment and you will see that it says members only mode. I do wanna thank uh, everyone who is a member uh, of this channel. If you are a member, you can ask questions in the chat right now, uh, and I will try to answer them straight from the chat while I still answer questions from the forum. So we'll do this for about 10 or 15 minutes. Lolly says, Bonjour, Bob Le Canadien. Are you going to grow flowers this year? Have you already made a decision? I am curious. Merci, Bob. Yes, we are growing flowers. In fact, in the next week or two, I will show you some of the flowers in the members-only videos on Wednesdays. Um, But uh, we are growing a little bit less because we aren't sure how many we'll be able to sell. So right now in Canada, in my part of Canada, uh, it's still... essentials only. So people go out to buy groceries and they go out to buy drugs or medicine. Um, So we'll see, we're growing less lolly um, and we usually don't start selling flowers for a couple weeks. So uh, learn American English with this guy says, break your duck sounds painful. It's not used in the US either. Um, Daniel says, following your tips, I'm watching Amazing Race Canada. Some phrases I can't understand, but it is really a great way to hear natives talking quickly. Yes, Uh, that's, I'm glad you mentioned that Daniel. Reality TV is a great way to learn English because everyone speaks at full speed instead of scripted television where people speak slowly. Sam, the Taiwanese. Hi, Teacher Bob. Could you share us what your dreams are? Have you made your dreams come true yet? By the way, I was scared at the beginning of the stream, but you really cracked me up. Oh, when I did this and then jumped out. Yeah, sorry. Um, My dreams are this. They've changed. Um, Before... I had heart surgery. Um, I think my dreams were to like work hard and make lots of money and all that kind of stuff. But after I had heart problems and after I had surgery, my dreams now are to be healthy, to eat healthy, to go for a walk every day, uh, and just to try and be as happy as I can when I'm around my kids and my wife. I don't always succeed, but my dreams now are much different. Um, and I have a dream to just keep doing YouTube. It's really, really funny. I love making these videos. Um, merci bien, Bob says, lolly lolly. Uh, excellent. Um, and Bernadette Servet gives me a wave. Uh, Alina says, Teacher Bob, what does the idiom the world is your oyster mean? Do you use it a lot? So. There's a theory that you can be whatever you want in life. So you can become a doctor, you could become president of the United States. When you talk about that, the world having all these options, we say the world's your oyster, okay? So we're, what we're saying is you can make your life whatever you want it to be, the world's your oyster. Uh, basically saying if you, if you want to go live in France, you can go live in France because you can do whatever you want. Um, and <laughs> Jing says GTA meaning is great Greater Toronto area. So GTA has two meanings. GTA means the greater Toronto area, and it means grand theft auto, which is a video game that some kids play uh, yeah. So learn American English with this guy is mentioning the same thing. Hey, let me grab a question from the form. Uh, members, you're free to keep asking questions. Um, we have from John Nguyen. Hello, teacher, Bob. Could you tell me the difference between the number of and a number of, please? Thank you. So if I say the number of people that came to my party was 30, uh, that would be different than saying, wait, Oh, yes. And then I could say a number of people came to my party. So notice when I say the number of, I'm very specific, okay? The number of geese down the hill is about 100. Or I could say there are a number of geese down the hill, and I'm not talking about how many there are at all. So when you use the, the number of, you usually do end up mentioning a number at some point. Uh, let's see here. Um, what does ASTM stand for, thanks? Uh, I actually don't know. I have to look that one up. Um, I'm sure it means something. Uh, let's see here. Um, yeah, I don't know if that means anything in particular. So that's just another uh, interesting thing. Let's see here. Lin uh, Miat, where can I use tent to? So a tent is simply something that you set up when you go camping. Um, I think what you're talking about is, I tend to. So when you say, I tend to, you're talking about something that you do sometimes, okay? So I tend to drink a lot of tea during my live stream. I tend to have a nap later in the afternoon on Saturday. So when you say, I tend to, it means something you are likely to do. Uh, Next question is, from learn english american english with this guy are there a lot of tomatoes growing where you live my sister-in-law is from leamington ontario she says it's full of tomatoes so leamington ontario is about three hours west of here uh, and it's considered the tomato capital of ontario uh, it's the ketchup capital too um, we grow some tomatoes here but leamington is a very warm part of ontario so there's more tomatoes there uh bernadette there are three different communities and three languages in Belgium, Flemish plus Dutch in the north, French in the south, and German in the east. Which, did you tell me which part you were from? I might have missed it. I might have gone by. Uh, Alina, uh, talking to Panthera Nori, I guess so, like you can be whoever you want and it's up to you to decide and you only have to work hard. Something like this as I got it. Yes, that's definitely what that means. Um, So Panthera, if I back up, I'm living my life on my terms means something like that. The world is your oyster. Yes. When you live your life on your terms, you decide where you're going to live. You decide what you're going to eat. You decide who you're going to date and marry. Um, So it's similar. When you live life on your terms, it means you make decisions. When you say the world's your oyster, it means a little more like you have every option available to you uh, if you choose. Um, Vitaly, what else do you usually grow at the farm? Mostly flowers, sometimes a few vegetables, but not very many. We mostly just grow flowers because when we go to market, we sell flowers. The person beside us sells vegetables and we trade flowers for vegetables. So we don't grow a lot. Um, Alina, so we can use it to motivate someone. Yes, definitely. You say, hey, the world's your oyster Um, or hey, live life on your terms. Um, yes. And then, oh, and there's that expression I am prone to. Can I say examples with this? Yes. So I'm pro- I'm prone to drink tea during the live streams. I tend to drink tea during the live streams and I'm prone to drink tea during the live streams. Uh, let's see here. Um, I want to make sure I don't miss any members questions here. Um, Canadian ketchup is better than American ketchup. No joke. Yeah. I don't know. We just buy Heinz ketchup. So Um, let me get to the next question here. Um, oh yeah. So Ruan says, what's the difference between these co-locations there or here you go. And there, here you are. So if you are in a restaurant and someone brings you your water, they can say, there you go. They can say, there you are. They can say, here you go. They can say, there you go. I think I said all versions of it, Uh, but they all mean the same thing. When you are giving someone something, you could say, uh, like if I was working with with my brother and I said, hey, give me the hammer. He could say, here you go. When he hands it to me, he could say, there you go. He could say, here you are. Or he could say, there you are. All would work the same. Absolutely no problem. Um, Vitali says, being Dutch, I'd grow something more interesting. Yeah, um, me being of Dutch descent, you know, I was born in Canada, but my parents came from Holland. Um, Dutch people are known for growing a lot of things. For a small country, Dutch people grow an amazing amount of things. Daniel says, are you teaching online at... Your school, do you believe this will become more common after COVID-19? Uh, yes, I am definitely teaching online every day, Monday through Friday. I use my computer back there and uh, I meet students online. We use Zoom uh, and other platforms for sure. Um, I think it will become more common. It's, it's kind of creating interesting ways to teach right now. So that's kind of cool. Uh, Alina and Nori, you are welcome, and I'm thankful to Teacher Bob because he explained it so clearly, and now I can use it too. Awesome. So that is great. Uh, let me grab another question from the general public, and I will put that here. Alex says, Bob, could you please explain and clarify? Oh, so could you please? I stuttered a little bit. Did you hear that? When you stutter, it means you repeat something by accident. Alex says, Bob, could you please clarify what is the difference between restroom and water closet? Thank you and have a nice day. It is simply, it is the same thing, but it depends what country you are in. In Canada, we use the words washroom, bathroom, restroom. Um, Those would be the three we use here. I know in Britain and in other English-speaking countries, they might use water closet, okay? But here in Canada, um, we use restroom, washroom, and bathroom. When I was in university in the US, we just said bathroom. Uh, And maybe learn American English with this guy can let us know, but I'm pretty sure we just, uh, in the US, they just say bathroom, um, not washroom. That's very Canadian to say washroom. Uh, Let's see here, next question. Uh, is from Kizmo. Hi, Teacher Bob, how are you? Could you explain the word overwhelm and how to use it? When you overwhelm someone, it means you are more powerful than them. So if I was wrestling with someone and I pushed them on the ground and then held them there, you would say that I have overwhelmed them. But as a person, you can also feel overwhelmed when you have too much work or when life is really, really hard. So I could say, you know, last week I was really busy. I was just overwhelmed um, it's a general statement, meaning that you have too much to do. Let me back up to my members' questions. Uh, Panthera says, Panthera Nori says to Alina, exactly me too. So it became totally clear for me too. I'm awesome that I can help you guys. Uh, Jin, Yun, Jin Jin says, we can sell your flowers. On the farmer's market, on the Toronto farmer's market. Yes, but there are so many flowers, Eugene, right now in Ontario, it would be hard to do that. Um, And Learn American English with this guy says, washroom is not used here in the US. Bathroom and restroom are pretty common. Yes, for sure. So if I was at Brent's house, and I needed to go to the bathroom, I would say, could I use your restroom? Or could I use your bathroom? That that would be how you ask it. If you are a guest in a house, and you're like, oh, I need to go pee, you would say, can I use your bathroom? Or could I use your restroom? Or you might even say, um, could you show me where your bathroom is? That would be all ways that you can use it for sure. Um, and then the can, yes. So thanks, Brett. Uh, another a slang or informal way to refer to the bathroom is the can, like, oh, I gotta go to the can. You'll literally hear that when you are speaking to an English speaker. Um, very, very informal, uh, very much a slang word uh, for uh, the washroom. Uh, Michael uh, has the next question. <clears throat> Excuse me. Hello, Bob. How are you? Are there regional accents in Canada? Yes, there is an eastern accent in Newfoundland. Um, and there the rest of Canada is very, very similar, though. But there is definitely uh, an eastern accent. Uh, let me back up. Um, Vitaly says, why moonshine was named this way? Does it mean it was made secretly during the night? I think so. So moonshine is an alcoholic drink that was made in the Southern U S in the mountains, in the Appalachian mountains. Um, and they call it moonshine. I think because they made it at night under the light of the moon, but I don't know for sure. Um, let's see here. Oh, so Alina says she went to New York City and saw only saw restroom signs. Yeah, you know, restroom is like the nice way to say it and bathroom is the common way. So you will often in public places see a sign that says restrooms with an arrow. You won't often see a sign that says bathrooms, but when we talk to each other, we often use the word bathroom. Um, and then Brent also says the John. Yeah, so we call the bathroom the John as well. Great, great tips. Uh, Let's see here. Um, Alex says, Hi, Bob. What do you think of Detroit? I mean, in terms of safety. I have not been to the city of Detroit very often. I have been once or twice. I went to a Billy Joel concert. I saw the singer Billy Joel in Detroit probably 30 years ago, uh, but I haven't been to Detroit very much, so I don't know. Um, Let's see here. Um, Moonshine was also smuggled to customers during the night. So smuggling is when... Uh, you hide stuff in your vehicle or you hide stuff so that the police can't see it and you smuggle it. So you you are illegally moving and selling a product that is called smuggling. That's a great word, isn't it? Smuggling. And if you do that, you're a smuggler. There you go. Some extra words. Thanks, Brent. Um, next question is from... By the way, members, uh, sorry if I do miss your questions in the chat, I'm trying to do a balance between your questions and questions from other people. And I will be turning the chat back on in a bit. Um, Let's see here. Um, So Natalia says, how do you do is popular or outdated? How often and when is it used? We do say it, it's a little bit, uh, hey, how do you do, how do you do today? I think what's more common is how's it going? how are you? Hey, long time no see. Hey, what's up? Those are all very common. And even though they're informal, we do use them. I just want to thank Fuang Tran Tran for joining and becoming a member. That's awesome. Thank you for supporting my channel. Um, So how do you do? To me, it reminds me of something from like 30 years ago. Like, oh, uh, my name is Bob. How do you do? Uh, you will hear it sometimes, but more likely you'll, you'll hear people say, Oh, my name is Bob. How are you? Um, nice to meet you. Uh, how do you do? Is, it sounds kind of like from the 50s, from the 1950s. Uh, Mr. Hyde, thank you so much for becoming a member. Very awesome of you. Um, let's see. Moonshine in Russian sounds like self-distilled. Yeah, and that's basically what moonshine is. It's a, it's a beverage that you make uh, on your own Uh, etc, etc. Let me flip the chat back. Thanks again to all of my members for uh, supporting my channel. I'm going to open the chat back up again. So if you want to have English conversations with people, uh, you can go ahead. Um, And uh, I thank you to Mr. Hyde and Fong Tran for joining and becoming members. I need a sip of water. Ah, That tasted good. Do you guys do that when you drink something do you go, ah, that tasted good? That's usually what I say. Let me get the next question. Um, yeah, English. So, Mura, hey, Bob, could you please tell me if I can use these phrases interchangeably? You settle the situation properly and you properly settle the situation. Yes, for sure. English is weird that way. You can flip things around sometimes. But yes, you could say you settle the situation properly or you properly settle the situation, and they would mean uh, the same thing. Thanks, Gaston Godet, uh, Godie for joining uh, and becoming a member of the channel. Very thankful that you have decided to support. By the way, if you scroll down and read the description of this video, you will see all of the things that you get if you are a member of the channel. Um, Just this week, you get an extra video on Wednesdays. It's just me kind of rambling in English, (laughs) but it does have English subtitles uh, and a few other things. So again, thank you. Uh, By the way, no pressure to become a member, but if you want to subscribe, um, that is also a great thing to do, and you will get notified when I do new videos. Let me jump to the next question. Um, Next question is from Taras. Hello, Teacher Bob. Have you ever been to Prince George, BC? Because I have a friend there. I have not to my knowledge, been to Prince George, BC. I have been to British Columbia. A long time ago, I had family that lived in British Columbia and Jen and I would visit them once per year. So that is definitely uh, a place I've been, but I have not been to that specific town. Um, Gonzalo in the chat says, Hi, Mr. Bob, is it the same to say it's a shame or it's a pity? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Oh, that's a shame, oh, that's a pity, or it's a shame, or it's a pity, yes, very much. Uh, Very similar and can both be used. Jial says, do Canadians, notice I added an S there, do Canadians wear masks when they work these days? So most Canadians um, that I know are just at home. People who go out are starting to wear masks more and more every day. So yes, it is becoming very, very common for sure. Um, Mr. Hyde in the chat's asking, what does Bob's your uncle mean? Uh, it's just kind of a funny phrase that we use, um, when, when something goes well, like we say, and then you put the coffee in the machine and then you push this button and then Bob's your uncle, coffee comes out. So it's just kind of this funny little phrase, uh, that we say sometimes. Neuron has the next question. Neuron says... So let me correct it. What is the meaning of the word homesickness? So when you are homesick, it means that you are far from home and you are sad because you aren't home, okay? So I went on a trip a long time ago to South Africa. When I was on that trip, some of the people that were on the trip with me had homesickness. They were homesick. They really, really missed home. By the way, we don't use homesickness as much. Let's see, you would say they were experiencing homesickness and you would say that they were homesick. So they really, really missed home. They missed their family, et uh, etc. et cetera. Et cetera. Uh, let's see between, so let me clear this question up. Tell us please, how could I speak fluently with other people? I think that's the question that you are asking, um, but, um, the best way to speak fluently is to practice your speaking with someone. If your goal is to have English conversations and to speak English fluently, you need at some point to start talking to native English speakers. I usually recommend that people sign up for Preply. There's a link in the description. Uh, I use Preply to practice my French. You pay some money and you go on Skype or FaceTime and you talk to a native English speaker. I obviously talk to a native French speaker, but if you look in the description, there is a link for that. Um, But that is the best way to be conversationally fluent. You can read English well, you can write English really well, and you can understand spoken English um, without having to talk to a native speaker. But for you to become fluent, uh, you do at some point uh, need to uh, do that. Now let's see here. Uh, Alina says, Teacher Bob, some time ago I watched a video of one of the teachers from EngVid and she said the most elderly people use it's a pity. Is that true? Yeah. Younger people don't say it's a pity or that's a shame. They they usually say that sucks. So if I said, um, oh, my lawnmower is broken. My grandma, when she was around, would have said, oh, it, that's a pity. But my son would say that sucks. So a little bit of a difference in how a generation would... Say those two things. So uh, let's see here. Next question is from Tommy Shing. Tommy says, hi, Bob. uh, It's Tommy here. How do you do? Is there any difference between train and locomotive? Best regards from a train fan. So we use the word train more than locomotive. But locomotive, we actually use more to talk about uh, the engine uh, locomotive that is pulling the train. Okay. So... You know, I'm going to give that one over to Dave and Todd. They can look that up for you. I want to thank Jin Jin or Eugene uh, for the super chat. Thank you very, very much there. Um, Because when I think about a locomotive, I think about the very first part of the train, the engine, and I'm not sure if that's correct. Okay, so uh, I'm going to ask Dave and Todd to look that up quick. Maybe they'll post it. Uh, The difference between train and locomotive. That's a great question, Tommy. Uh, Let me clear up some questions here. Um, I did want to mention uh, that if you didn't watch last Tuesday's lesson, um, there is a link that's going to show up in the chat in a sec. Uh, You should watch that. It was a good lesson. I talked about idioms again and really small things and the idioms that come from that. So uh, I'm just giving myself a little shout out (laughs) for sure. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, Pantheri is saying, it's likely Bob won't be able to answer it today because we started to run out of time. Yes. I'm sorry about that, uh, Naziril. Um, I have a lot of questions. Let's see here. Let me see if I can, uh. Just pick yours out. I don't know if it's yours or not, but we'll see. Uh, Nazir from Kerala, India. Hi, Teacher Bob. What would you say the most? I had an accident yesterday or I met with an accident yesterday. Indians usually say the second one. I would say I had an accident yesterday. Yesterday I had an accident. I I didn't have an accident. It's just an example, but I wouldn't use the second one. It's not incorrect, um, but it's, it's this very formal sounding way to say it. I would definitely say I had an accident yesterday so that that is how i would describe it uh let me see here um vova has the next question And says, hello, Bob, best regards from Ukraine. Thanks a lot for your lessons. You are very, very welcome. I would like to know, what do you know about Ukraine? I don't know a lot about Ukraine, except that um, a person I work with, his wife, is, her family is originally from Ukraine, and she makes awesome food. So anything she makes is super, super yummy. I think if I ever went to Ukraine, I would just love the food there. Uh, So, so good. Uh, Let's see here. Next question is from Taldvides, Lithuania. Hello Bob, can you tell me how to achieve level C2 in English? A little correction there. Do educational institutions have such classes? So the problem with the level A1, A2, B1, B2 C1, C2 is it's a very European style of learning a language. So I have my B2 English. I did my B1, sorry, I have my B1 French and my B2 French. I went and took tests at Alliance Francaise um, to get those um, tests. Uh, English, we usually talk about IELTS or TOEFL, which is a slightly different system, but you can get your C2 in English. In order to get a C1, or C2 in any language, you, you really need to spend a lot of time talking to native speakers, okay? So if you are looking to get your C2, I highly recommend that you uh, do some Skype or FaceTime with native English speakers, or you actually move to an English-speaking country for six months or a year to practice your English. So um, yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty much... <laughs> I said I have my, my B1 and B2 English. I, I have my B1 and B2 French. Uh, I, I definitely am a native English speaker. Uh, everyone, uh, I think, can vouch for me. Hey, folks, um, I'm going to uh, gonna wrap this up. Sorry I didn't get to all of your questions. Uh, there are quite a few left, and I do apologize for that. Um, again, just a few things. I want to thank my members Um, for being here and for helping to support this channel. I wanna mention that if you uh, are not a subscriber of this channel, uh, there is a red button there and there's a link in the chat that you can click. If you did not watch this past Tuesday's English lesson, there's a link in the chat. It would be awesome if you could watch that right now. I think that's all the little things I set up to do in the chat. Thank you so much for being here. You guys are awesome. I hope that I helped you learn just a little bit more English. And don't forget, if you come back tomorrow, there will be automatically generated English subtitles. If there were parts of this live lesson that you had trouble understanding, come back tomorrow, turn on the English subtitles, and slow the video down a little bit. Okay, so play the video back slower and turn the English subtitles on, and that will really, really help you learn. Uh, Anyways, again, thanks to all of you. I hope that you have a great weekend. Um, I hope that everything that you do today and tomorrow and the next day brings you joy, Uh, and I'm gonna push the buttons. Oh, thanks, Todd, and thanks, Dave. Thanks, Todd, thanks, Dave. There we go. Uh, thanks, Yun Kern Chu, for becoming a member just now. That's very awesome. Thank you for supporting the channel. Again, don't forget, uh, Yun Kern Chu, read the description below and you'll see all of the things you get as a member. Have a great day, everybody. I am now going to push the button to stop this. So, bye. Hi, Bob the Canadian here. Thank you for listening to this English podcast lesson. If you would like to support me,